welcome to the Think and Unwind podcast with me, Nathan James. Alright, so, today I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually recording this pretty fucking uh, early for me normally, because usually I'd record these at like midnight on Saturdays and have to like publish, like edit these and publish these on like Sunday. But for once, I am actually doing it on a Friday. So yeah, that's great. I have much more energy. I have much more ideas, maybe. Not not many. My brain is stupid, be it uh, rested or not. Uh, Also, so, uh, well, I'm going to tell you guys what we're going to be talking about today before I go on a little tangent, and that is... uh, Morals. What is good? What is bad? Do you even know? No, you probably don't. Is there an objective good? Is there an objective bad? And is everything that objective good, objective bad? I don't know. We're going to be talking about all of that today. It's one of my favorite topics. It's one of my favorite philosophies. Moral philosophy, ethics. I love it. I really do love it. And I'll explain why. But first, I want to say that I'm very excited this week because... Tomorrow, which means Saturday, uh, one of my friends is going to be coming to uh, my home. I'm going to be spending the weekend over here, you know, uh, until like around Monday or maybe even Wednesday, according to him. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought I'm excited. I know I'm like a fucking kid. But the thing is, we live on opposite sides of this city and so you know we have to spend time uh, I haven't like seen him at all I haven't seen him at all so uh yeah and and he's like my best friend he's the one I've told you so many stories about so I need him around so we're gonna he's gonna come here we're gonna probably smoke a shit ton and also drink a shit ton and it's going to be so fantastic I I, I can't wait <laughs> all right uh yeah that's that's all I wanted to say uh I'm I'm probably going to be like making a live when he's around too maybe record some stories of of us fucking around so you probably have already seen me doing this shit well like by the time this comes out again I I don't have a new mic uh so sorry if you feel like the quality is a bit shitty to uh this week that's because uh. The stores just don't have them. I, 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 they've told me next week I might be able to get a, a better microphone, like a headset, because like normal microphones are just not around. Like they, they just don't have microphones apparently. I don't know what, how, but whatever. So yeah, morals. Uh, I am, uh, I'm just gonna straight up tell you guys, I'm a big fan of utilitarianism. Now you might be asking, what is utilitarianism? Now, utilitarianism is kind of like, I'd say, maybe a formula in which to know what is good, what is bad. And that is what you do in all of these, like, ethics and, like, moral philosophies. You try to find out the formula, try to find out, like, what can you use to measure if what you're doing is good or bad. And I'm an insanely utilitarian, I'm insanely utilitarian by heart. Uh, and what that is, is that 
I'm going to give you a little I'm going to give you a little explanation first because it it takes on the it takes the basis of all humans, right? What they do. If you break it down, if you break down every everything a person does, all we do is seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's what we do. You know, if you break deconstruct any anything you do, you will find out you did it because you either wanted to avoid a pain or you wanted to have a pleasure. And that even includes helping other people. Uh, that's where I even feel that there is no such thing as pure altruism. It's all egoism, which isn't necessarily bad, just, you know, for you to know. It's good to know why uh, or how people act. Because that way you can know how to kind of like control them. And not necessarily in manipulation either. But you know, you gotta know how to keep a society going. And if you know that they're egoists, which means they care for themselves uh, first and foremost. That everything they do is for their own pleasure. Including altruism, including being generous. Right? You give to someone. Why did you give to that someone? Because it makes you happy to help. You like helping people, which is a good trait. But you can't deny that you did it because it makes you happy. If you did, if it didn't make you happy, you wouldn't do it. And unless there is an other reason for you to do it. There's always a reason for you to be kind to someone else. And it's usually involved with yourself. And so utilitarianism takes that basis. And what it says is that... If that is what is natural for us, if we naturally want pleasure and avoid point, uh, avoid pain, then what is good must also, must also be natural, right? So it would be that uh, what's good would be what gives most people the most pleasure. That is the basis of it. At the end of it all, it's what gives the most people the most pleasure or you know, avoids the most people the most pain. And that would be what is objectively good. Uh, yeah, so utilitarianism, it first off started with um, act utilitarian, what? Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> utilitarianism, yeah. It started off with act. And it, this one is kind of funny because it's kind of fucking stupid, right? Like, because what these first, it was like the first one, these people were like, okay, so uh, you must always at every moment act utilitarian, as in you must always be looking for everybody's pleasure. So, for example, I don't know, uh, you have, uh, people are, are invite you out to dinner and you you get to choose where you want to go. I don't know. It's a special event made for you. You can choose the very niche, like, food that you love. For example, you love Pakistani food, right? I don't know. Just saying a random food. But nobody else in your family likes Pakistani food. You know this. You know that they don't like it, but you love it. So you want to go there. That wouldn't be utilitarian because you're only caring about yourself. That would be um, hedonistic, that would be egoist, while utilitarian would go, okay, if they, if, I might be having the most pleasure myself, but I'm not giving the most pleasure to the most people, because the most people are being uncomfortable, are, are getting uncomfortable with my decision, so what can I do 
to make it that everybody gets a, quite a few points here. And that would be maybe Chinese. Y you like Chinese. You don't love it, but you like it. And your family likes it too. So since everybody likes it, that would be the good thing to do. That would be the right thing to do. Or rather, no, that would be the good thing to do. That's what's right or wrong would, is another debate t completely. And, you know, because you could also go completely selfless and choose something that you absolutely hate and that everybody else loves, but then you would be getting pain. And so that wouldn't be utilitarian. You know, that would be way too altruistic. And that's not, not, that's not the basis. It's everybody gets the good amount. You can think of it as kind of like points. As you get the pros and cons and you get the thing with the most pros for everybody. You gotta put it like a point system. Plus one, minus one. Plus one, they like it, plus one. I don't like it, minus one. Zero, that's not good. You need to get the most plus. Right, the most pluses you possibly can. And that is what is right. Yeah, that is what is absolutely right. And that's how I I feel about it. Now, that there are many problems. For example, I was saying about act utilitarianism, and that is that every moment you have, you must take the utilitarian route. But that could be troubling. Because, you know, since the basis of it is just getting the most people the, the most amount of pleasure and avoiding pain, it's very short term. You might not notice what is happening, right? You might not think about the consequences later on in life, and you know, that that would end up bringing a lot more pain and discomfort. So at the end, that decision would have been a bad one, would have been an evil one and not a good one. So that's where the next, like, I don't remember the technical name for it, but it was just utilitarianism, the more modern one, which is you have to think, oh, I think it's rule utilitarianism. There's like a rule, a general rule that you must follow, and no, it's not a general rule. It's a, a set amount of rules that are placed so that when you follow them, you are always taking a, a utilitarian route. And by following those rules, you are being utilitarian and they guarantee the long-term, you know, good. And I, I honestly, I, I go by that. I go by that. Some people like to give you a few mental exercises, like for example, what if, uh, what if you come across, right? What if you come across um, some uh, some soldiers, right? And they've got twenty like indigenous people locked up, and they're about to execute them. You're like, oh shit, I'm I'm about to witness a war crime. But the but one soldier tells you, I will let these if you grab a gun and kill one of these people, I will let the 19 others go, right? What would be right or wrong there? And that's like an insane dilemma. That's one of those moral choices that, that would put you like, oh shit, what the fuck do I do? Uh, if you're completely egoistic, not egoistic, egoist, or maybe, maybe it is egoistic, uh, you would go no. Why? Because that would incriminate you. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. But if you're a utilitarian, would tell you to shoot him. Because you're saving 19 lives for the price of one. It's a good little uh, numbers game there. But then, other people are going to come up and tell you, 
humans aren't numbers, and sometimes you can't, you can't just, and no rule should make you ever have to kill somebody, or, you know, obligate you to kill somebody. That shouldn't ever be a rule. And, but then you've, then you've got this whole, like, thing, okay, what other alternative is there in that situation? If I have a rule that doesn't let me kill anybody, he's going to kill the 20. I've just indirectly killed those 20 people by not doing something. Now, you might say, oh, but it's not your fault. It's he who did it, but you just allowed it. He told you what you could do to avoid those 20 deaths, and you didn't do anything because you thought it was wrong to kill one person yourself. And I'm just about, I, I just thought about this right now, and I feel like really that's just you being afraid to get your hands dirty. That's you trying to justify your cowardice. You're not willing to make a sacrifice. You're not willing to do what needs to be done. You're not willing to to maybe even be have to do an act that you normally wouldn't, that you would hate to save other people. Do you really think that if you didn't shoot the, the person, that one person, which I know is a it's a fucked up situation. It's a completely fucked up situation. That is for sure, right? Like, no matter what, this shouldn't be happening. This, this isn't something that should be happening. But it's, it's, it, it's a possibility maybe somewhere. And you've got to know what to do. And the, the, these kind of situations can be adapted into any other kind. And you still got to know what to do. You got to follow the same rules. But, like, if you're unwilling to kill this one person... Fair enough, it's understandable, but you can't go afterwards and say, yeah, but actually he did it, not me. Uh, I, I, you know, it's good, I'm fine. I didn't do it, he's the one who did bad, not me. But are you really sure you didn't do anything? Are you really sure you aren't one of the reasons those 20 people died? Sure, circumstances have led them to practically already be dead. Right? Circumstances have led them to to get into that situation and and it's horrible and the world is fucked up for letting that be allowed. The soldiers are fucking evil for doing that. But you, you as a person, you right there had the chance to fucking do something. You had the chance to save 19 people. You could have just gotten the older person. There's probably someone in that group of 20 indigenous people that would happily sacrifice themselves. One of those 20 people would have definitely gone, I, do me, I'm willing to die for those 19 people. It's not that hard of a thing, right? I would do it. I'm not saying I'd take a life very easily. Uh, I think that would be pretty... I think I'd be one of those people which, you know, they kind of like get the gun and they take like fucking 10 an entire episode to, to kill the person, because they just can't, yeah, that would be me, because I'd go like, oh, fuck, this is bad, this is bad, but if I was, say, an administrator who only had to say, you know, say, sacrifice one person, sacrifice those 20, I'd sacrifice the one person. Another famous one, another famous example is a trolley, uh, which is, you're on a trolley, Call it a train, call it whatever, it doesn't matter. It's a moving vehicle. A vehicle. Right? And you're on a you're on this moving vehicle. You're listening to some fucking Toto Africa, right? You've got your girl on your side. She's asleep though, so she isn't gonna be helping you in this moral decision. Uh 
or a guy, maybe it's your guy, but I was thinking about myself here, but maybe it's a guy, I don't know, yeah, fuck it, let's, let's be completely inclusive, you've got a pet, okay, fuck it, you don't have a special someone, we all know you're single as fuck, you don't have someone, you have a pet, so you have a pet, you're listening to Toto Africa, you're waiting, you're fucking going, hell yeah, you're, you're singing at the top of your lungs, but boom, you look right in front of you, and there's, and there's someone on the road, there's someone on the road, just right there, right, you know, and, and then you look to the right, there's another person, and to their left, a fucking baby, and they can't see you, they can't see the car coming, and you're, you're, you're on, like, for, you're, you're just going for a straight head-on collision, right, you're headed for a straight head-on collision, so you, you fucking push in the brakes, you, I don't know what's happening, my brain is going, my, my, my brain is going numb, but, <laughs> but you hit the brakes, and the brakes don't work. The brakes are fucked. What are you going to do? You can only steer. But they're in the way completely. They are... If... You can't, like, maneuver around them. They are taking up the road. And you would definitely kill them if you go down this road. But, ooh. Lucky you. There's a there's a right turn. There's a, di well, a diagonal right turn. Which you can do because your steering wheel still works. But the thing is... If you do that right turn, one per there's still one person there, but only one. There's a family on the left, and there's one person on the right. So what do you do? You're going to hit one of them. Like, that's an absolute. This is one of those situations which you're, in which you're just ha going to have to assume that it's one of those absolutes. Okay? What do you do? Do you turn right and sacrifice that one dude to save the family? Or do you do you just not do anything and say, well, it's not my fault, I'm not going to act, because if I act, I'm the one killing them. If I don't, it's an accident, right? If you turn right, it's a homicide. If you don't, it's an accident. And that's both that's both helpful, because that way you don't get incriminated. Yeah. And second, because um, you, you, you get that moral high ground of, ah, uh, it's not my fault that happened. It's it's life's fault. You can you can kind of see that I'm I'm a bit biased against those people who refuse to do anything, because I just find it that they're just blaming shit on life when you could do something, and it annoys me, and it really does annoy me. It's 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 those same people who are who are the ones who like blame life for all the troubles they've had in life, like everything, them being poor, the uh their their wife leaving them, their alcoholism, it's all life's fault, it's not theirs, and that's like the kind of people that I feel, I think, I feel would do that, but I, I can't assure you that's true, but what do you do, I, well, well, it, to be perf perfectly candid, I'd probably not know what to do, I'd, like, like, I'd probably just be assessing the situation and take too long to even think that I'd probably kill the family out of just not doing anything because I'm, I'm fucking distracted. I, I don't know what to do. But if I had, for example, the time to notice, right, and the calm to actually think and make a decision and, and shit, I'd, I'd swerve, man. I'd turn. I'm going to the right. I'm taking down, down that one dude, no matter who it is. I'm taking it down. 
And then that same trolley problem can be adapted in many ways. For example, what if that one person on the right was actually a baby and the and the three left people on like the three people on the left were old like like old people. Who do you go for there? Do you save one baby for three people three people who will live a few years, right? Do you kill I mean do you kill one baby for for three people that will live like maybe 10 more years or 20? Or do you kill three people for one person who could easily be a crack addict, like, you know what I mean? Now, now, what do you do there? What would I do there? Fuck. I mean, I'm speaking about utilitarianism. I've got to stick to to it because I do agree with it. And utilitarianism would say, well, actually, utilitarianism would ask you to think about the context a bit, because maybe that baby has a family, right? has a family that is definitely not waiting for that to die in such a horrible way. Well, these three old people, first of all, what the fuck are they doing on the road? They must be incredibly senile. And so that means that their families, if they even have a family left, it's probably, you know, they're probably, they, they've lived with them, they're happy with them, and they're probably expecting them to die at some point. So, who do you go for there? Maybe I'd kill the three old people. Maybe I would do that because I've like if I was thinking about act utilitarianism, which is just thinking about the short term, you'd kill the baby because that's one person suffering. Well, not even suffering; they're just straight up dead, and three people who are getting the pleasure of still living versus one person living with, like against three people dying. But long term, you kill the old people, mate, because the baby is going to bring much more happiness. The old people. Like, they're, they're probably not interacting with many people, they're retired, they're not doing anything, but that baby right there, that could be fucking Einstein. He could cure cancer. You gotta save the baby. And then there's another question, it's like, okay, then what if it's a family, but on the right side is one person, but that one person is a family member? Straight th through the family member. I'm, I'm gonna straight up tell you, I, I in those kind of situations, I will not differentiate family from from any other person, because, again, I'm willing to do, like, a sacrifice, and I'm not saying I don't care about them, and it's not saying I wouldn't love a, I wouldn't love them or anything, it's just that when it comes to decisions of such grave importance, such as this imaginary uh, car, <laughs> fucking stupid imaginary car, I'd have to consider them, consider them just a civilian, and... You can, you know I you can't let emotions get into those kind of situations. That's the kind of person I am. Everything I'm telling you is is subjective. You can't say that this is right. You can't. It just I'm telling you my my point of view, what I think is right. And you can decide on your own. You can meditate on your own and think you know what I don't I disagree with you. But it's what I think. It's what I I feel. And. And it's what I follow. It's what I would I I do honestly. So, yeah. And oh, but morals is such a fun thing. And you might be asking why? Why? Why does it matter? Is it not obvious? Yeah, you'd be surprised how not obvious it is, because it's obvious on a daily kind of like menial fucking shit here and there. You're you know it's it's obvious in the in the example of don't kill somebody. Don't steal from somebody, uh, you know, 
You don't steal from your fucking neighbor or some shit. Don't rape. Yeah, that's easy, right? The right thing. Give give uh the the poor person the the hobo. Give the homeless person a a coin or two to, so that they buy food or or even better, give them food just in case they don't waste it on I don't know drugs or something. Yeah, sure, that's objectively good. But you know, morals that's as a citizen you don't have to face like as a normal just working class citizen or like a businessman well as a businessman you do have to face it but just like as a normal dude walking around town just having a nine-to-five job you know that's it you don't have to much worry about ethics that is true much you don't really get into many bad situations like that but for example, a businessman, a, a company owner, you have to think about, you. sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice some employees, you're going to have to cut some people out. They might have very harsh lives and you getting them out might be very harmful towards their lives. And you might have to make some kind of decisions which might affect a certain population. All of those things and, you know, that's where morals comes in. Is it right or wrong what you're doing? To be honest, if you do anything against anybody as a company owner, you're probably doing it wrong because as a company owner, you're not really helping people, you're really just helping yourself, aren't you? Uh, you just want money. You don't really, you're not really helping that much people unless you've got a really weird company. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe as a military man, you know? Oof, fuck. If you're in a war... How do you know what's right or wrong? How do you know what what to do? You might be going like, you can't kill the civilians, you can't kill any of that, but... I mean, in ancient times, if you, if you didn't kill all the civilians, they'd come back in revenge. They'd come back out of the nowhere and fucking kill you. And that now might be uh, true in modern times. And so, with that, you know, it also shows that morals do evolve. And it's something that really pisses me the fuck off is when people judge the past, like past historical figures with today's morals. It, it annoys me so much. You can't judge someone <laughs> with today's standards. It's not okay. Their morals evolve with time. Us, in like about a hundred years, are probably going to be seen as fucking idiots and assholes. We pro all of us probably participate in something that in a hundred year years will be considered atrocious. That People used to have slaves, man. This is going to be a very... I, I have to be careful here. This is a bit of a muddy waters, right? Slavery, oof. But I'm just going to paint you a little picture, right? First of all, slavery... I'm not I'm not going to I'm not speaking about specifically American slavery. The Americans were quite harsh on their slaves, like like extraordinarily harsh. Because over here in Peru in Peru, for example, the slavery wasn't that bad. I mean it was it was slavery. Yeah, but but like they they didn't even try to escape. Like you they they sure they wouldn't get paid, but they were getting fed. They were having a house. Some of them, you know, because you, you could even buy your liberty over here. You, you could buy your, your freedom. 
Some of them would have the money to do that, but they wouldn't because they wouldn't want to go outside, have to find a job, have to pay for a home, pay for food. They didn't want to do that. They preferred being slaves. So that goes to show a bit that Americans were really fucked up with their slaves. Like, holy fuck. But I'm talking about in general, worldwide, in, in the entirety of history. Humans have had slaves ever since we ha we've had civilization, ever since the dawn of society, until just recently have we had slaves, which is kind of fucking incredible. Thousands of years, thousands of years passed until somebody was like, you know what, this is kind of fucked up. This is, you know, this is kind of fucked up. And I mean, fuck it, even the the states, at least, I don't know about anywhere else, in the U.S., it's there is still a kind of slavery in which, you know, it's the prison system. You get put in prison, you get put to work, and you don't get paid for it, do you? Because you're in fucking prison, it's like you paying back society, which I guess might be a bit fair, but, well, that's debatable. And that's not what we're going to be talking about today. But you can't... Uh, and for these people, for these people so long ago... Uh, and it wasn't a racial thing. It was... Uh, before, it just used to be... Um, like, way, way, way before. Like, in ancient times and everything. It just used to be prisoners of war. The Native Americans had that. Like, and I mean Native Americans, I mean South, Central, and North. I don't know about North, but Central and South definitely did have slaves. They were prisoners of war. People, you grab them, you fucking got them, and now you sell them as, as slaves. Good job. And if you're born a slave, you're born a slave, and you die a slave, most likely. But not they weren't treated necessarily so shitty, like in such a shitty way. Uh, because, and, and you can't say that every single person in those ancient times was a piece of shit for having a slave, because everybody had slaves, everybody thrived on slaves, and you can't say that out of all, all the millions upon millions of people that have existed in all these thousands of years of history, all of those were assholes, all of those were bad people, no, you can't say that. By today's standards, if anybody tried to pull that shit, they would be evil. But now they know that that's evil. It's against the law. They know these rights. They, they, you know, back then they didn't. Those rights didn't exist. The, the society in whole had agreed upon prisoners of war being fine. And that includes the people from, like, the people from which those prisoners came from. For example, let's put in two countries. I don't know, Greek, Greece and Persia, right? If everybody in that world agreed that slavery after, for prisoners of war was fine, that means the Greeks agreed on it and the Persians agreed on it. So if the Persians invade the Greeks and get some prisoners of war, the Greeks can't go like, oh, that's fucked up. No, because you do exactly the same. So it wasn't fucked up. Those prisoners would have gone and saved themselves. And it isn't necessarily uh, hurtful against them. I mean, they were pretty rough. Some people were really rough against them. Persians, Assyrians. Holy fuck how they treated people. Like, I don't... That's sadistic. That was straight up sadistic. And you know that's fucked up because that's like a mental condition right there. But others, for example, the Romans, had a pretty well... Had pretty cool slaves. I mean, had pretty cool slaves. 
<laughs> I don't know if I can say that. Again, this is muddy waters, but I'm trying to give objective truth. Uh, I will say, slavery, very bad now. Do not get slaves. That's fucked up. Nah, not, not good. Not good. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, I'm talking about the Romans. They even had uh, a special day. I think it was Saturnalia. In which the slave would become the master for a day. And they'd like fuck around and... And to me, that signified that, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't obligated, right? They didn't, they didn't have to make the slave the master. It was just a fun tradition. And from that being a fun tradition, that, I feel like, implies that they had a pretty good relationship. They were pretty fine with each other. It was just somebody who uh, would, would do all the shit you need to be done and wouldn't get paid, true, they wouldn't be get paid a salary, but you'd give them food, you'd give them a house, uh, you'd allow them to get married, I guess. But, I mean, usually you'd force them to get married, but maybe if you didn't care, maybe if you didn't need to make them get married, you can make them get married, or become somebody's concubine, I don't know, whatever. Uh, either way, they, it was much better better than just, like, you know, being treated like animals. They weren't necessarily being tre being treated like animals. Though I can't say that's for everyone. But, I mean, what I wanted to get there from that, I wasn't trying to justify that, but I was trying to get there, is that there were some people who were good people and they had slaves, and that would, and how would you know? You could know by them. Sure, they had slaves. That was normal. That was seen as, that wasn't seen as evil, so a good person wouldn't know that's evil. And so they'd have it, but they'd treat the person well. They'd give them a good amount of food, They'd laugh around with them, you know. They wouldn't beat the absolute shit out of them for every tiny mistake. they just have them kind of like a worker, a 24-7. That's it. And treated them like a, like a person. And I, I can guarantee you somebody would do that. And that, that is what a good person was. So, and, and, and I, I chose a very extreme example, like slavery. Wow, but there are many other things which people like to demonize. Like, and, and go like, wow, they were actually such a shitty person if you thought about it. Like, homophobia. No shit everybody in the 1400s was homophobic. Are you gonna call all of them assholes now? No fucking shit they were homophobic. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not even homophobic, it's just normal at that stage. Now it's homophobic because now we have accepted homosexuals, we have accepted transsexuals into society, we have recognized their rights. As a society, we have recognized their rights, and so now it's homophobic. But before, as a society, we had not recognized their rights. We had not recognized that as good. Also, that does also show that we are the ones who build these laws. We are the ones who can construct these morals. Morals are a social construct, and I hate using that word because it's so fucking overused by other people for stupid shit. But it is a social construct. Because as long as the whole society, as, as long as the whole community agrees that one thing is good and one thing is bad... That thing will be good or bad. And that can evolve with time, depending on the situation, depending on the people. So, that the morals change. So, there is no fixed moral system. Though utilitarianism, 
The beauty about it is that it, it can adapt to any new rules. Why? Because all it's doing is seeking the most pleasure and avoiding pain. And by avoiding pain, that means you are avoiding doing illegal stuff because illegal stuff will get you in prison or worse. So that avoiding pain counteracts the just seeking pleasure because if you only seek pleasure, uh, you'd, you'd probably do a lot of illegal shit. Uh, you'd be probably very reckless, you and 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 so you'd get you'd be put in prison. That's not it. You gotta avoid that pain too. So it makes you follow the laws, and it makes you also care about every single person, what they're feeling, how it's gonna affect them, how it's gonna affect them in the future. That's why I follow it. I feel, and that's why I follow it. And that is what I think is right or wrong. It isn't. There isn't. I don't think there's an evil force. I don't think there's a good force. I don't think there's, there's like a like a, a yeah like a force of nature or anything like, oh he felt the evil. There isn't that. It's just society agreeing what is allowed, what is not allowed, and then you consciously following those rules or not. I don't know if I ever said this. I I thought about it the other day, and that was. What is defined as right or wrong is defined as you grow up, right? What you are taught when you grow up is what is right or wrong. And you are good or evil depending on if you choose to follow those rules. So the rules define what is good or bad. And you are good or bad depending on if you follow it or not. And that depends on, what you, uh, on, on uh, how you grew up. You could grow up being taught that, I don't know, incest was fine, that incest was good. So you wouldn't be a bad person for doing it because it's not your fault that you were taught it. You were taught, you were indoctrinated since you were a kid that incest was good. So could you be called a bad person for doing incest when you're a grown-up? No, you can't be called a bad person. Unless you're retaught that it is bad and you and people give you reasons on why it's bad, but and you are convinced by this evidence you you see that yeah maybe it is bad wow but you continue to do it then we could call you a bad person because you now know the rules you know what is right or wrong what what the world has or rather not the world but what the whole society the whole community has agreed upon what is right or wrong and you are choosing to go against it now we can call you evil so really it's it, evil isn't really a thing for people there isn't really evil it's more just like obedience or rebellion like it's more of a being social or antisocial being going against the everybody else or or trying to agree with everybody else and that, you know, you can also go like, but should we always do what everybody else tells us? I'm an independent person. Yeah, that you are an independent person. But that doesn't give you the right to break laws. If you want laws to be changed, maybe maybe you should go out and speak about it. Convince everybody. Because when once you convince enough people, ooh, look at that, majority. Now the majority of people think like you. Now they agree that that is good. And so you have just changed the moral system of the entire community. Good job. How? By convincing people. That ties along with my last uh, episode on which, you know, you got to get people on your side. Getting people on your side is the best thing to do. <laughs> Always. 
So this is like a question that somebody asked me. That's why I, I brought it up. I wanted to talk about it either way, but and it, as I said, it's very fun for me. I will be investigating more and more. I, I've got a, like a, a playlist of videos, educational videos about like morals and ethics. So I'll probably make a future um, podcast episode about that kind of stuff. So what do you think? What do you think is right or wrong? I mean, you can have religious, right? Let's talk about religion. Religion is more of a deontological moral system. And deontological essentially just means rules. That uh, So they have those rules and you have to follow them. And following them is good. Not following them is bad. That is what it is defined. Now, I'm going to be speaking about mostly the Christian God right now. Because I don't know much about the Muslim one. And I... And well... I'm not even going to touch Asia because fuck me, am I ignorant of that? But even in the Christian God, like even in in with with a Christian God, I I still don't think there is a force of evil. And you might be going like, but what about the devil? Is the devil a force of evil? First of all, didn't he do evil to even become the devil, right? So there must be something beforehand. But that's the thing. There isn't something beforehand. I don't believe there's a tangible evil. There isn't a, a, a thing called evil. It's just that the devil didn't obey God and now he's bad. Right? So he didn't follow the rules. It's not a thing about forces. It's about rules. That is what defines good or bad. Good or bad is defined by rules by whoever is the authority. For you, the state is your authority, and then for you, your god would probably be your maximum authority, right? So what he defines as good as bad is what the ultimate good and bad is. So your state, for example, couldn't ask you to do something bad that your god says is eh, like is good, right? No, wait, shit, what? No, your state couldn't ask you to do something, you know, which would be good in the eyes of the state, if your god said it, it was bad and that's where the whole liber- like freedom of religion comes from and freedom of like cult you can have your religion you can have your traditions and nobody should be able to infringe on those nobody should make you go against your beliefs as you see it's all, it's all rules it isn't forces it isn't like oh there's de- i mean well the like like uh, evil spirits that are controlling the world or anything like that. It's just rules placed by people, whoever they are, and you've got to choose if you follow them or not. And so it's not like there isn't even like an objective. You wouldn't be an objectively bad person for not following those rules. You would only be bad in the eyes of that authority, on the authority that gave you those rules. Your parent, for example, gave you a set of rules and you disobeyed them. Then you would be considered bad. You would be considered being a bad person, being a bad kid, doing bad things by your parent. But by the state saying, uh, like by the state's rules, maybe you haven't got make, done like a criminal offense. You, you just broke house rules. But you haven't broken any actual laws. So... From the state's point of view, you're still a good person. You're still a good civilian because you haven't broken any laws. And maybe, fuck it, maybe by even your fucking God, it's still good because you haven't broken his laws. So it's more of a, who do you want want to consider you good or bad? 
because there isn't a good or bad. I'm probably a shitty person in some person's eyes, and then on somebody else, I'm a fucking great person. It applies always. Everybody will always have point of views. Everything is relative, everything is subjective, no, nothing exists. <laughs> no, that's a lie. But it is, when it comes to social things, everything is very relative, everything is very subjective. So it's more of a who do you want to consider you good or bad? Who do you, who might give you a bit too much pain for being bad? Like, like fuck, your god is probably not going to do much for you if you sin once in a while, but your dad, he's going to give you a really nice spanking immediately. <laughs> you know, like, oof. I don't know. It, uh, and I, I find it fun. I find it fun to, to analyze, like, a person's psychology and notice that it's actually just people trying to get pleasure, avoiding pain, and that's what drives them. Because it, it, because it kind of, like, breaks down all that, like, romanticized idea that we have of the spirit, of the consciousness, that of like good and bad, it, it really breaks it down, it just goes like, there isn't an actual good and bad, it's just what you think, the reality, reality, existence in itself doesn't have rules, you don't have rules to live, or well, I mean, you don't even have a point to live, I, I said this in, in one of my, in one of my previous pod episodes, which by the way, you guys loved, and I, and I thank you guys for listening to that, about, like, the point of existence, the point of life, there is none, so there are no rules either. There can't be. It just, you can't have a point in life and then not have rules, and you can't have rules without a point in life, because your point in life would be following those rules. And so there are no rules, there are no, and so you can maybe bring in an existentialist kind of, like, idea here, and go, like, so the rules are the ones that you make for yourself. What is good or, or good or bad is what you make for yourself. It's the goals that you make. Just fucking, that's how you define it. And you might be going like, oh, but I feel sometimes that I'm doing something evil. That's just because your brain is programmed to know that that's bad. And it's programmed to know that bad things will probably happen for doing that. that it, that's what it's programmed for. That's why if you do something bad and you don't get caught, and you only get good things, for example, you, you start uh, stealing, it gets easier. Why? Because you're not getting, like, pain. You're not getting punished. So your brain starts going like, oh shit, we're not getting punished. So this must not be bad, because we're not getting pain. You see what I mean? Like, before, you said a lie, your dad would, I don't know, slap your face. Go like, no, you can't, you can't lie, right? Hit you in the mouth. But as you grow up, people don't hit you in the face. So if you continue to lie, first you're going to be hesitant because your brain is going to go like, oh shit, if I lie, I'm going to get slapped in the face. I mean, you don't think that. You probably don't think that. But your brain does. And that's what's important. What your unconscious and subconscious do is the most important. And if, But if you insist to lie, if you override your, your brain's like instinct and notice that you don't get pain, and you get away with it, even <laughs> worse yet, you probably get a, a certain benefit for having lied, then your brain is, starting, is going to start losing that, like, preconception of lying, and start going, like, maybe it's not bad. So that just proves that there isn't an objective good and bad. It's all just mental shit, mate. It's all mental shit. 
Alright, that's it. That's it for today. My throat hurts. I'm sorry for the bad mic. I, I'm sorry if I sounded maybe a bit nasal. Uh, allergies, mate. I can't do shit about it. Uh, I love you guys for listening. I really appreciate the support. I really appreciate the feedback that you guys give it. Leave it a, a review or give it some five stars on Apple Podcasts. It's out there. Follow it on Spotify. Give it five stars on, I don't know, Overcast. Apparently somebody listens to it on Overcast. Whatever, whatever you're listening to it on, like it, love it, save it, I don't know, do something about it. That will, all, Anything you do will help me get more people, get more quality. Maybe in the future I can finally get a guest. And you might be going like, oh, but I like listening to you uh, rant on your own. Believe me, when I have a guest, my brain works ten times better because it's trying to get arguments. It's trying to really understand the person. Believe me, I've had so much fun arguing with people because it's, it really makes my brain work. So I really do want to do that in the future because I feel like we could get something really nice if I do. But fuck me, I, that's, that's a long ways off, mate. I, that's, a, that's a long ways off, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I've got a Discord too. DM me on my Instagram. I'll send you the link to it. No problem. Uh, we... Uh, right now, not many people are on it, but in the future, if enough people are on it, uh, we can, like, talk about shit there, just hang out, discuss shit, it, it's nice. So, that's all, that's all I wanted to say, uh, thank you guys for listening, uh, uh, yeah, tell me what you guys think of this episode, and maybe your suggestion for the next one. Alright, Bye bye